Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate everybody that's tuning in. This podcast is now up on YouTube. You can find us. All you got to do is type in the Big Honker Podcast, and uh, all of our episodes are up there now. So go check it out. Subscribe. Hit the like and subscribe button. I bet you hadn't heard that before a million times. The hunting season is over. The boring days of the waiting until September to get here. And listening to the Big Honker Podcast, apparently. And we do appreciate everyone for listening. We want to thank our sponsors. First sponsor is Alpha Outdoor Specialties, which is also our newest sponsor. And they're coming out with the Stanfield Stool, which we will release by the end of the month. So it was Alpha Outdoor Specialties. They can do anything. Fabrications, they got it all. Alpha Outdoor Specialties. And we will have a lot more on Alpha Outdoor Specialties after we release the Stanfield Stool, which will be the new way to hunt in comfort in an A-frame or a pit blind. No more hemorrhoids. Nope. I'm sitting on a bucket for too long. Alpha Outdoor Specialties. And then let's talk about Dive Bomb. It is the end of the year. The One of the major selling points of Dive Bomb is they are easy to pack away when the season is over. Especially if you get the bags like I've been telling you to do for the last three years. You get the bags, you put them away, clean them off, hose them off, do whatever you got to do, let them dry. Back in the bags, back in storage. For us, we just... Uh, we, we cleaned out our trailers and uh loaded them back up so it's an easy storage solution you don't have to take up a whole grain silo like you do with those clunky ass full bodies to me that is really packing them up is kind of the best thing uh in my mind and they're sitting ready to roll next year as soon as we ready to go to hunt we could go to north dakota in august if we wanted to to hunt and we could pull a trailer up there and it's ready to go uh, they got some new products on the market. They got the uh, kickback laydown chair. So if you're looking for that, it's got armrests and a nice, uh, hell, I think it'll even give you a massage if you get the deluxe version. But they got a lot of cool new products. You can check them out at divebombindustries.com. And if you're looking for an uh, easy way to uh, get away from the bulk of full bodies, Dive Bomb is definitely the way to go. And our boys over at Boss. Brandon and them got it going on. Folks. All made in America. It only, it's like a train. Only takes one. You don't have to shoot them three times to kill them. It takes one. They've had they've had product all winter. You've had to order them in the morning to get them by the time the day's out. I had a guy message me today and said, Jeff, I'm coming to see you next November. When do I need to order my boss? I said, as soon as you want to do it. He said, I ordered it. It's on the way now. It so doesn't go bad. If you come to the Big Honker Lodge, you can order your boss. Have it sent directly to the lodge. Pick it up when you're here. Guys from California that hunt with me, a lot of them order all their shells, have them delivered here, pick them up when they leave on a hunt because they can't get them in California without going through a bunch of paperwork and pain in the ass so if you want a boss that's the way to go that's bossshotshells.com hardest workers ever i mean to to be faced with what they have had to overcome this this uh this waterfowl season with the supply chain and all that other bullshit and to have inventory in stock ready to roll my hat's off to them they pulled it off uh they're the best in the business so that's that's who you should spend your money with bossshotshells.com some more people you should spend your money with are the boys up there, Spoke Compton, Washington, Mr. Trevor, Austin, Alex Jurgis, Pacific Calls. If you want to call in a bird, they've got a call for you. Whether you're chasing lessers, honkers, specks, snows, turkeys, turkeys coming up, they're a one-stop shop. And they are incredible guys. Um, if you want some custom engravings or whatever, I'm sure they'll be more than happy to oblige you. Just drop them a message, PacificCustomCalls.com. They've also got some sweet-looking gear that they're getting ready to release, uh, hats, shirts, and stuff stuff of the like. And I've gotten more messages about this. They said, hey, I saw you were wearing a Smoke'em shirt on the YouTube channel. 
How do I get that? Well, it's easy. You go to PacificCustomCalls.com. They just got a fresh batch up yesterday, and they're not going to last very long. So check them out, PacificCustomCalls.com, and uh, tell them the Big Honker Podcast people sent you. We're also brought to you by Shin Gear Waiters, the best waiters that are on the market right now. They're so comfortable. I mean, it's like you're walking on clouds. It really is. I didn't get to wear them a whole lot. I only got to wear them a couple times, as a matter of fact. But the times that I did, I did not want to. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't want to come out of them. I, I I could easily see myself dry land hunting in, a, in an A-frame with shin gears on. I mean, they're that comfortable. You don't know that they're on you. The boots are incredible. The fabric uh, around your your torso and your legs are impeccable. They're tough. They're resistant, and they come with a with a guarantee that they're going to stand behind their product for as long as you stand in them. So if you spring a leak, you call the people over at Shin Gear, and they'll get you taken care of in a reasonable amount of time. It's not like other companies where you have to order two pair of waders just to have one. You send them to them, they fix them in a, in a short amount of time, they send them right back to you, you're ready to rock. I haven't had one person tell me that they – and everybody we're a sponsor from, people give us feedback on them. Right. I haven't had one person give feedback yet that they had problems with the waders. Not no. one person. And no. We've been, they've been sponsored for six months. It's the best – you get what you pay for in this country. We ought to know right. that by now. If you get on Amazon and you buy something and it's cheap, usually you're getting a cheap product. If you buy something and you pay for good quality service and it costs a little bit more, you're getting what you're paying for with Shin Gear. It's exactly what you get. Good quality product with great customer service. That's ShinGear.com. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. It's the way I start my morning every day out here at the Big Honker Lodge. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. The Missouri Boat Ride Blend, the best that there is. Ever since I've had COVID coffee, has kind of had this bitter, weird taste to it. The Missouri Boat Ride, I do not get that. Little hints of sugar, and I'm out the door. Thermos is ready to rock and roll. Incredible people over there at Dirty Duck Coffee. They're always trying to find a new blend that works for everybody. But I'm telling you, if you get yourself the Missouri Boat Ride Blend, you will not be disappointed. They're going to uh, hunting shows right now. I saw, I think they're at uh, the Houston, Houston Safari Club. Houston Safari Club. So if you're, if you're in the Houston area, uh, go check them out. I'm sure they'd be delighted to shake your hand and sell you a nice bag of premium roast coffee. It's delicious. Dirty Duck Coffee. You won't be disappointed. Also, we're brought to you by Lucky Duck, maker of the best A-frame that is on the market, the Lucky Duck 2x4 Blind. It fits four grown men as advertised. It's tough. It's durable. Uh, take your hide wherever you go. Uh, they also make waterproof spinners that are the best. And I tell you, another product that we just got turned on to is their goose flapper. We had uh, a very tough second half of our season, but actually the Lucky Duck goose flapper convinced some wary speckle bellies and honkers and some snow geese to just give it up on a dime. If you're running into that problem, maybe your geese are getting a little wary of the flag, put that goose flapper out. It does make a big difference. Um, it's remote operated. You can uh, you can change the wing cadence just off a touch of a button. You can turn it completely off. You can turn it on. Uh, they're easy to move around. So one morning we had them on the wrong side. Geese were finishing uh, where we didn't want them to. Picked them up, moved them. No problem at all. That is over at LuckyDuck.com. And I'm telling you, the more more tools you have in your tool chest, better off you'll be. LuckyDuck.com. Uh, also, we're brought to you by the boys at the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast, Mr. Logan Pyatt and Rebel Heron. Great guys. Uh, if you subscribe to their Patreon account, you can get full access to all the debauchery that they have going on over there. Uh, the bourbon review is still free to everybody, but if you want to hear 
uh, the nitty gritty and the good stuff. You got to pay a little bit. Go to their Patreon site, uh, pay your monthly subscription, and away you go. I think you can even spend up to 20 bucks if you want to. You can get the gold elite status. Uh, but they're great guys. They have a hell of a podcast. It's fun to watch them grow um, as podcast hosts. So we hope that you would tune in the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Also, we're brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. Take care of your four-legged critter. The quick-release system ensures that that dog is where you want it to be, and it does not take a step forward until you're ready for it to. Um, I, tell you, I, I use it every single morning. Hook it onto Lou. It's easy to use. Pull the chain, and then there he goes um, when I, whenever I'm ready to release him. It's got anchors and different hookups to where if you're hunting out of a boat or a pit blind or whatever you got, you can always set up your quick release system. Works everywhere. Also, they've got the field trauma kit, which I think every hunting bag needs, every pickup truck needs. Um, stop bleeding, stay warm, matches. I mean, it's got it all. Um, Alex Langbell has taken his career as a first responder, and he has put it all in a little bag for you. So if something bad happens, either to hunting buddy, your dog, you're ready to go. So check them out at Gundog Outdoors and at least get the field trauma kit because you need it. Also, we're brought to you by Steak Plains Meats. If you've seen the price of hamburger meat at the store, you would know why so many people are starting to buy bulk. They're getting these whole, uh, these whole steers. They're getting these whole beefs delivered. Um, if you've got the freezer space, it's definitely worth doing. Uh, hamburger meat's getting ridiculous. All the meat is getting ridiculous right now. But if you can, if you've got the storage, I would say everybody needs to stock up, buy in bulk. You can go to Steak Plains Meats down there in Crosbyton, Texas, um, and they will deliver to you. They do. They do custom order steaks. They do it all. It's just a nice old fashioned meat market, and that's what you need. And I'm telling you, we just got it. We just got a whole beef here delivered at the lodge the other day. It'll get you. It's going to get us through the summertime. We got three families. We'll take turns. Well, not take turns. We'll just get whatever we need to get out of it. Hamburger meat. Yesterday, I checked on price of hamburger meat. Almost seven dollars a pound. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that's what a steak was not long ago. Yeah. And so you you know if if you're on if you're on a budget you know take save a month's worth of money go get your stuff and save that meat because meat's going to be in high demand if you're buying it off grocery stores all the time. There's plenty of cattle in Texas. Buy it local. Go to a local meat place like Steak Plains Meats. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. If you're wanting dates for this coming waterfowl season, uh, you better get on the horn within the next couple of weeks because number one, we sell out most of our dates the year before. And what dates we do have left, uh, they're going pretty quick. I've got right now the week before Christmas and the week between Christmas and New Year's, I still have some dates open. If you want any of that, you better look, call me pretty fast. November dates are going real quick. we got an extra week of season we're going to get probably the November 5th week, so I have some of them dates still open. But if you want dates and you want on our calendar, you need to let me know pretty damn fast. And, yes, I do answer my phone. Had someone ask me that again today. It's really Jeff. Yeah. Is this really you, Jeff? Yes. Uh, nobody else is going to answer the phone around here. I don't even know how to answer it. <laughs> too fancy anyways call me or send an email goose at west w-e-s-t-e-x.net or jstanfield68 on instagram thank you so much god bless y'all okay ladies and gentlemen this episode of the podcast we are joined by the man behind shin gear waiters mr jeff jones uh we talk about what a roller coaster ride it has been for them as a new company and the new kids on the block, and uh, just the overwhelming success that Shin Gear has had. So we hope you enjoy it, and we hope that you'll check them out at ShinGear.com. Here he is, Jeff Jones.
There we go. Three, two, one. Boom! Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Shin Gear. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world-famous Andy Shaver. Yes, sir. It's uh, it's cold today. Cold today. Going to be colder tomorrow. Nice that we got all of our winter after hunting season. Love it. Ever to every I love how we do that. Freaking year. With us today from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of the rhythm and blues and Elvis Presley, <laughs> the CEO and the man with Shin Gear, Mr. Jeff Jones. Hello, Jeff. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are y'all? We are doing excellent. So how was uh, the turkey convention? Uh, man, it was pretty awesome. I'll be honest with you. Is that your first year but, going? It's the first year for Shin to go. So I've gone uh, a lot. I, I think I've gone every year since 2005. It was kind of funny because like my kids, I take them and uh, they're 14, 10 and six. I had to think about that for a second. Uh, <laughs> they've never missed one. Wow. So yeah, it's been that long. Yeah, it's pretty cool for them to go and all that. So they, they kind of enjoy it. I've never been. It looks like a great time. That's a long haul for a West Texas boy. but It is a long haul. But, you know, they got these things. <laughs> Put your mask on, you fly right into Nashville, man. You know, uh, I saw a bunch of pictures. I had two of my old guides were there, sent me a picture together. Yeah. And there's a lot of people I know that was there, and I would be interested. And I'm not even turkey hunter. I think I would like to go walk around just to see the people and visit. Well, that's the thing, man. It, you know, it's it's the Turkey Federation, and it's the turkey show, and it's full of diehard turkey hunters. Mm -hmm. But it's also full of just all of our people. So, like, all your friends and all your customers and, and anybody that waterfowl hunts or turkey hunts, and they even let some deer hunters in there. So, I mean, it, it really is. It's more than just turkey, but that's everybody's first thought is, you know, I don't turkey hunt. I don't want to go. But, no, you're, you're missing a really cool event. Uh, and, it, you know, it's awesome. Did you uh, – did y'all have a booth there? We did. We had a booth. We uh, So, it was our uh, first year displaying Shen in the booth. Uh, and, you know, we had a small booth this year, 10 by 20. Uh, and to give you an idea of how much success and how much traffic we had in the booth, uh, we're going up to a 50-foot booth next year. Wow. Yeah. I saw it, it on uh, Instagram. It looked like you had them packed in there pretty good. It was. It was, it was super packed. I mean, not trying to be, you know, not trying to be anybody, but, like, the booth, was, the booth was full, and then you had, like, the, the hallway, and then the, the booth across from us. People were stacking up in the booth across from us to get into the shin booth. So that, it was pretty awesome, man. I'll be honest with you. It, it was really, it was really, really cool. Well, that's we, fantastic. I mean, that's what you're there for. You know, you're there to kind of show people what you got. And I, I can tell you, um, just by gauging the people that we interact with out here in West Texas, there's a lot of people that are excited about your waiters. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, I mean, it, honestly, knock on wood, it, it is, it's, it has been a good product. Yeah. You, it's kind of like when you think you've got something and you're going to put it out there. I mean, that's what you really do when you're a product person. You kind of expose yourself to the world. Hey, I built this product. I think it's really cool. And you put it out there and then, you know, it, they either, either it gets accepted and worked like you said it would or it fails or whatnot. And ours kind of worked like we said it would. What What do we got? So, so were you there selling waiters? Or did you have some new products you're selling while you were there in Nashville? I did both. So we went there and we sold waiters. We let people do some, uh, so we have some, we'll talk about it a little bit. We have some new colors coming out, uh, a couple new camo patterns and a new solid color in the waiter. And we were doing some pre-sales on those uh, just to make sure that, 
you know, give people a chance to make sure they get them. We sold out of a lot of sizes pretty quick this year. So we did some pre-sales, let people get waiters. And then we introduced some product that we're going to have available this summer uh, and early fall for, uh, you know, in addition to the waiters. And what are these products? Can you tell us? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you about them. Um, so, you know, what we're going to do with Shin, we're not, we're not going to be the, you know, the 40,000 SKUs of products for every single thing and just putting our name on them, putting them out. But what we really want to do is offer some products that kind of complement the waders, that kind of go along with, uh, you know, waterfowl hunting, whether in a waiter, some things you can kind of wear outside of a, the waiter, but just stuff that complements the product line as we go. So if you went all the way in to all the way out, which is kind of how my brain works, we've got a, uh, a couple pieces of Merino base layer. So right next to the skin, uh, Merino top or Merino bottom. Uh, then we come out from that and we've got a, a, a fleece uh, pullover. It's kind of a half zip. We do that with a hood and without a hood. Uh, and we made them in a way that you could, if it was super cold, you know, like it gets after hunting season. When <laughs> yeah, you, right now. Uh, you could wear those in combination together. So they're, it's pretty unique how those work. You can wear them separate or you could wear them together, kind of really layer up. Uh, then we built the vest, which kind of sent y'all some vests mm -hmm. to wear. Uh, then outside of that, we kind of dive into having a really warm jacket. And that jacket, it's not waterproof. Uh, it's got some wind resistance to it. It's got a little bit of water resistance because, you know, if you waterfowl hunt, you're going to get in contact with a dog, and, you know, or ducks or anything, but it's not waterproof. It's just there to be warm, warm and comfortable. Uh, and then top all of it off, we do have a 100% waterproof jacket that, uh, you know, if you were going to make a waterproof, you're going to make a, a, a waiter. Might as well make a waterproof jacket that guys can throw on and wear as an outer. And we just built it out of the same material as the waiter. So it's going to be made out of that nylon that the uh, that the waiters are built out of. Yep, yep. Give you something, a really, really solid waterproof jacket. I mean, that's that's kind of it. That's beautiful. Um, the I, vest is top notch. The vest is very good. Wear them every day or every day when it's cold. I. Yeah. So we're actually in the middle of a drought, so I didn't get to wear the waders as much as I was hoping to. But the couple times that I did, the first time that I put them on, I was blown away with how comfortable they were. Like, the boot is just, it's phenomenal. The material, um, you wouldn't think it would be as strong as it is for as flexible as it is. And, I mean, it really does not feel like any other waders that I've worn neoprene. I've worn the, the traditional breathables. These were unlike anything that I've ever put on. I mean, it really was almost like putting on like a jogging suit almost. Yeah, that's the thing. So a couple things there, that one story and all, but like if you can get people that have never seen them, if you can just get somebody to touch them, yeah. they, they feel completely different than any other waiter that's been out there. And if they feel them, they'll go, huh, all right, I'm going to try it on. And then if you can get them to try it on, if you can get their foot in that boot and they pull that waiter up and feel it, they'll buy that waiter. I mean, not I'm not saying that just to sell waiters, but I mean it, it really is that it really is a super comfortable boot, and the material it just kind of grasps people. It it's done well. Um, but talking about a jogger, one of the guys I hunt with a lot is an older man. I mean, he's in his 60s, uh, absolutely hates oxygen. 
any kind of just fresh air kills him. So he smokes constantly. (laughs) And going going into the season, you know, we didn't have water early and we found some ducks and it was like a 1600 yard walk. And he's like, I ain't going. I'm I'm not, I'll wait till the water comes up. And I, he had some waiters, had some of the new waiters and I could see him walking around in the yard and he's like, well, I'm going to try it. And he did, he made that walk and he made it out and he's like, this is like wearing pants with shoes. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's different. If you give them a chance, it's it's different. Well, and I think it's it's because they fit so well to your body. So you don't have a lot of that excess material around the boot and your legs aren't rubbing and that material's not rubbing together. They just, they fit really, really well. And I was, I was, you know, I was very, very uh, happy with my time in those waders. And no, most of the time, um, I despise having to put on a pair of waders. I, if, if, if it's waders, you know, I'm playing rock, paper, scissors to see if I don't have to wear them. But I was actually looking forward to the time that I could wear your, your waders out hunting. So I'll remember that this next year when you have to hunt water. I don't mind it now. It's not It's not bad at all. I mean, and they were so comfortable, I even said, shit, I could field hunt in these bad boys. Like, they're, they're perfect. You know what? We, we had a lot of people do that. Uh, I found myself doing it a couple times, which I don't field hunt just a whole lot. But when I did, I wore the waders. Uh, and then we had guys that, you know, were hunting in Canada and kind of hunting all the way down through South Dakota. And it got to the point that they were just like, I'm going to wear these waders. I'm going to wear waders and lay out blind every day. Cause it is, it's really easy. You know, you're at the truck, you get ready, just slide them on, slide them off and go. Um, how long have you been working on these other products? The jacket and the, and the Merino wool base layer. Um, last year when we talked to you, I guess we talked to you in July, had you kind of had an idea of what you wanted to do, uh, after, after the waders took off? Yeah. So everything really, kind of the way your mind works when you're doing this stuff, it all just kind of spills out at once. Mm-hmm. So you have all these ideas and all the different things that you, that you want to do and how they, things kind of work together. You do, you have this vision and then it's like what takes precedence and the waiter took precedence. You know, you want to be a waiter company, but as soon as it was kind of, as it was being done, you're working on the jackets, you're working on the vest and the fleece at the same time. Um, to get it out there. And then, so we did it the same with, as we did with the waiter, everything gets like this two year development cycle, which that's, you know, that's pretty, that's a long time in our industry to work on something and kind of keep it under wraps and, and do it. But you need that. You've got to get product on people. I like to get, I like to get product on people that will give you feedback. Mm -hmm. So you take all that and you get this information. It's people that, you know, you can trust and that'll, that'll lead you right. But just to soon tell you exactly the truth as to not, uh, you get it on people, you let them wear it for a year, year and a half and you make tweaks and changes and all that. And you bring it out. Well, we had 13 assholes wearing it around here all summer, all winter this year. So yeah, you know, you, you want people that will tell you, their opinion and what they think, you know, you don't need, you don't need to give somebody a product and them just to say to your face, Oh, I love it. It's great. And not give you feedback. You, you want feedback. You want someone to say, uh, this pocket was stupid. What were you thinking? Right. So, you know, you can kind of work through issues. If you can't take constructive criticism in the world, then you're gonna, you're not going to last very long in business of any sort, No. because no. it doesn't matter what you do. Something's wrong. 
Somebody yeah. somewhere is going to have a bad experience, and things happen. I don't give a shit what you're doing. So if you get mad every time someone tells you something you don't want to hear, then I guess you better be Amazon where you have enough money it won't matter. Are you going to yep. make the big boy stuff on behalf of a fat boy that's not big as fat as I used to be? And I've noticed this with our sales of all of our clothes and stuff. We don't sell – I have guys all the time, well, what about 4X and 5X? I don't sell that much big stuff. I sell more – my big extra large and large are my two biggest sales, and I'm assuming that's probably y'all's too. Is that right? Yeah, that's pretty much how the world works, man. You yeah. you sell large and extra large. You sell medium. You sell 2X. But, you know, we offer 3X. This year we've got uh, a few pair of 4X. We've got a few pair of 14 boot. Um, those, you know, those guys, they're kind of overlooked because nobody, you know, when you sit down, if you're with a big company, you're looking at your sales history and everything that you're selling is 10 larges and 10 XLs and 11 XLs. That's where the energy gets focused. But those guys, those bigger guys that wear 3X and they wear 14s and whatnot, they're just as duck hunting hungry as anybody else. So somebody needs to kind of supply them with a product. So we do, um, you know, and it, it's on the extremes of your measures. So you're going to sell out of those pretty quick. Uh, but we try to build enough of them to meet the demand and give our guys of all sizes something to wear. Because that's what used to piss me off of buying, like Filson, for example. Filson doesn't sell shit if you're a big boy, hardly at all. If you're tall and thin, they may have something. But they don't have anything for anybody that's got any biscuits around their belly. And yeah. waterfowl hunters, there's a lot of guys that like to eat. That's pretty common with waterfowl hunters. And so we have a lot of 3X and 4X guys. And so with your jackets coming out, you're going to have some 3X, 4X stuff for them for in your jackets and stuff? Yeah, we'll, we'll have plenty of 3X. I'll, I can do some 4X stuff. Uh, the waiters is where we kind of really amp, ramped up the 4X uh, and the 14s because we had a lot of people call that said, hey, I, you know, I, this is what I need. And, you know, you want to you be able to supply them with what they need and what they want. And a big boy like Chris Kaiser, he'll pay extra hundred dollars if he got some big something befitting. <laughs> so that'll happen a yeah. lot. Um, but that's one of our guys. He's a big boy, and he was he's needing he needing big boy products. So we'll we'll see. I don't we'll discriminate, see man. I, I I charge them the same as the little guys. So look, hey, you know, save your money. Just pay the same as everybody else. How crazy is it that a waiter company goes to the turkey fest and just kills it? I mean, it's kind of counterintuitive of, of, of what you would think, but there's so much buzz around you guys. And um, let's face it, turkey hunters are all duck hunters, though, just about. No, no, no. I, I understand that. But, like, <clears throat> I saw a lot of social media throughout the weekend. I didn't see any other company with as much uh, traffic as what it looked like was in was in you guys' booth. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a. Uh... It was knock on that woods more. It was a lot of traffic in and out of that booth, man. It was, it was good. It was yeah. good to see. Every product that we <clears throat> rep, I'll get some feedback somewhere. Someone will have something to bitch about, and they'll be like, "Hey, I need to talk to someone at so and so. Can you get a hold of me?" And, and it happens with every company. I have yet to have anybody complain at all about anything that you did. And 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 I can honestly say. I think y'all are the only company that I haven't had someone bitch to me about something. And I, and I, and every company we rep is a good company. I mean, but stuff happens. But I've yet, yet I haven't heard one person complain about y'all's waiters yet. Well, that's awesome, man. I mean, that's that's really awesome. I I appreciate that. I'll try to keep 
focusing on making good stuff. I don't want anybody. I don't want to be one of your gray hairs because <laughs> well, you're, you're, your guys are complaining to you about. No, and, and the other ones are gray hairs at all. I mean, just stuff happens sometimes, but even little thing like, you know, uh, I'm not going to mention it, just little things. That people, but I didn't have one person say anything because usually they'll come in, hey, you know that company that y'all do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I did this, and it didn't work real good. And I'll be like, well, get a hold of them and let them know because they're good, co- and they'll take care of it. It's been nothing yeah. major, but not one person. And we had a lot of guys wearing shin gear this year. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of guys. Or guys would call me up, do we need waiters? We just bought shin gears. I'm like, well, good. So That's cool. No, man, and we, you know, we had we had some customers that put them through the ringer. We had some customers that went out and uh, did things to them, tore them. Uh, had a guy shove a, a stick all the way through the boot, and we, you know, we we fixed everything that came back in. Uh, if we couldn't fix it, we replaced it. So it it, it wasn't a whole lot, to be honest. So you, uh, in July, you had said, you know, your goal is if a problem comes up is to get, get a quick turnaround and get the waiters back out there. Were mm-hmm. you able to stay on top of that this year and kind of hold true to what you were hoping to, to be able to do late last yeah. summer? I don't think that we had, to my knowledge, any complaints that I heard, I don't think that we had any delays on getting anybody a product back. We had, <clears throat> I had one call while I was at convention, a customer had sent his waiter back and was kind of wanting it before the weekend, you know, and I was at convention, there wasn't any way I was going to be able to get it fixed. And Carter, who helps her, he was there with me. So I just, uh, had Morgan, I said, just replace it. Just give me another one, send it out, ship it out today. So that was the, as far as I'm aware, that's the only call that we got of, of where a person had to call back and say, most repairs we turned them around the next day or the day after and sent them back to us. Any kind of delay was on UPS's side. Uh, well, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I had one customer come in. He came straight from a hunt. He had torn a little spot in the back of it, and uh, he called me out. I was like, uh, and they were soaking wet. The waiters were, and I was like, all right, I'll prime and I'll fix them tomorrow. And he's like, well, you said on a podcast I could come in, you'd fix them now. And I said, right. <laughs> so we did. We went back to the table and laid them out. And I, you know, we, we, he was right there with me. We kind of did it together. I passed them up, gave them to him, and stayed in touch with him, asking constantly how it's doing and all that. And it's fine. So. <laughs> He was holding your feet to the fire, wasn't he? Well, I mean, but you know what? I said it. So he, he should have. He should have held my feet to the fire, and it was fine. I, no better for us. We should fix it. If they're it. just a little bit more difficult to fix when wet. You know, you want them completely dry. We get it done. We had we got an old crotchety bastard from that area that you live at that's got to pair your waiters, and he he contacted me in mid January and he said I'm gonna tell you right now I thought she's crazy when you started touting off thousand dollar waiters. But he said it's the best investment I've made in duck hunting in twenty years. So that's 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 and and coming from this old far that's a good deal because he's <laughs> bitchy and grippy and he's got the first two nickels he ever had rubbed together to build a fire with. Yeah. <laughs> so how was y'all's duck season this year? Did you get to go out? I mean, now that you're in the duck hunting world, it's hard to kind of get away and, and go hunting yeah. for yourself. But how was it for the, the time that you did go out hunting? So I, I tell everybody, if you want to duck hunt, all these young kids that come out of college and everything that want to be in this world, are like, man, I want to work in the duck hunting industry and hunt all the time. <laughs> well, nope. Go sell golf. <clears throat> yeah. go, go, go sell golf equipment so you can duck hunt. But yeah. 
uh, I didn't really, I hunted the opener, you know, it's a traditional hunt and I hunted a few other times, but I really didn't get out of the shop until after the first of the year. Mm-hmm. So my duck season was cut way short compared to normal. Um, but I will say that our season was a lot better this year than it was last year, and 10 times what it was the season before that. Okay. So what, what, what was different? Did you have, uh, more water, more winter. What was? No, there really wasn't anything that you can pinpoint. You know, we had water last year. We we got water this year. It kind of came late. We never had winter except the last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got cold then. We just, I, I don't know. It was just one of those years that ducks came into us and we had them. And you know, it could be a lot of uh, lost habitat in my area. Didn't have the water that we did. Uh, you know, all my ground that I hunt is public unless I'm going with a buddy or something. So uh, my area has kind of lost a lot of habitat, but uh, they seem to show up in the woods and we had some pretty good bang up hunts. That's good. Ours, our season was really good the first half of the season, but January was brutal, ridiculous. I mean, hardest hunting I can ever remember um, in my time. But, you know, it's good to, it's good to hear I, I, whenever people bang, bang on them. I follow along with y'all and I watch. I mean, you were y'all were sitting at some days in January in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you know, no no cold, no snow or no ice or anything to drive anything down. So it's uh it's tough. It's tough at times. I, I walked outside two nights ago for something and I, I told Michelle, I was like, Some bitch, it's windy and the damn I said, We got a full moon. Because it's funny, I'm all about that shit during waterfowl season. But as soon as waterfowl season's over, I forget about the moon and stuff. And it was windy. It has, the wind has blowed every day since waterfowl season closed. We didn't have any freaking wind in January, hardly at all. We had day after day after day of no wind. And the full moon was 27 days in January, <laughs> it seemed like, out of 30. You know what? I, I, it's funny you say that because my daughter is studying, you know, at school. They're studying the moon and whatnot. I asked her because it seemed to me like from the day after Christmas until the end of January, there was a full moon yes, every night. It seemed like it. <laughs> and one day she was talking about the moon and whatnot. I said, Mimi, ask your teacher, has there ever been a full moon every night? Because I think I've seen one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're setting stuff up and you're like, oh, shit, that moon looks awfully big today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was a long, it was a long, long, long January for us for sure. And what's uh, another thing I've noticed too, last year at this time, we just got over the big deep freeze, the polar yep. plunge for days. two weeks. But I've noticed they're killing snow geese in South Dakota already. Last year at this time, they were all in Arkansas still. So this has got to, re- but, but the snow goose season, I guess, has been pretty good for the Arkansas boys for most of them that I follow, follow or see. Been a lot of pile picks. Man, everybody I see and everywhere I go, there is snow geese and there's snow geese hunt, snow geese hunters out and all that. That's kind of one of my things I like doing in the afternoons. If I'm over at the camp, you know, we can't afternoon hunt, so there's not a whole lot to do. I like I love to like ride around and I'll have my dog with me. And if I can find a crippled goose in a cut bean field or a cut rice field while we're riding, it is game on for her. So I I kind of, I do. I see a lot of those goose hunters around my area. And they, they sell a lot over to your property? A lot of cripples? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, there's just, you know, the, 
if you pay attention, you start doing it. You can find crippled geese. Yeah. You know, if you spend a little bit of time riding around. The, do you ever get any bands off of those? No, somebody asked me that the other day. I've never picked a. I've killed a, a couple of banded geese on a hunt, but and I riding around with my dog. I've never picked one up. That would be pretty cool to. Yeah, it would to be. There is more drama with snow goose hunters than there are any junior high cheerleading camps anywhere in America. It just goes. I've never been around any group of men that have more fucking drama than snow goose hunters doing this in the spring hunts in Arkansas. It must be a wild ass game on every day there for somebody. Oh yeah. But I, I guess they're having a good season, a good snow goose hunt. But they are. I, I saw Austin and them were shooting them in South Dakota the last for the yeah. last week. Yeah. Last year there's time there was everything was froze up still everywhere. So somebody somewhere is going to get bypassed on some birds probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, speaking of that, speaking of like finding bands, you know, you follow like the band report page or whatever on Facebook, and some of the ways that guys get bands just amazes me. Like one guy picked up a bird that was on the side of a railroad track. And yeah, banded. It's like son of I, a bitch. I see those also. It's like every now and then, every, you know, I, I swear it's like once a month somebody will post on that page. Hey, I was walking down the road, found a <laughs> pigeon laying here, and it had a band, had a band on, on it. Yeah, that, that's crazy. I was driving down the road 25, 26, 27 years ago, and there was a speckle belly, two speckle bellies off the road about 30 yards, and one of them had an orange neck collar on it. Mm. So I got out Beavis the dog, mm-hmm. and I and I had my shotgun there, <clears throat> and I thought one of them bitches is hurt, and I, I I didn't I didn't want, I'm not going to shoot off the road. So I sent Beavis out there, and the one that would, that was injured was the one with the neck collar, and oh, he really? got it. And then I started thinking later. I thought, son of a bitch, I should have shot both of them damn things because the other one probably had a band too, but it had a mm-hmm. double band and a neck collar on it. And that's the only time I've ever come across a bird that had a band that just was somewhere else. You were being ethical. You weren't going to shoot off the road, and that's commendable, Jeff. I haven't broke the law since I was a teenage kid. No, that's good. <laughs> you're the, you're that's good. The, you're the judge. So I mean, if you do, then well, I haven't since then. But I was on a hunt where we killed twenty six or twenty seven canvasbacks when I was a kid with my dad and brother. So statute of limitations. So. Yeah, you're good to go. Man. Yeah, I'm not worried about it now. No, we're we're good to go. Um. <clears throat> So your waiters, um, the waiter pants are yeah. such a great compliment to those waiters. And they're pretty warm. So, like, you know, if you're hunting, if you're hunting teal season, I would not recommend wearing those waiter pants. Nope. But, but when, when the temperature plunges a little bit, they are nice. And I, I find myself just wearing them around the house. You wear them around the lodge. I call them my Sunday pants now. Yeah. Because I'm putting them on, and I am lounging around in these bad boys all day. Yeah, they're, they're perfect. And I didn't even know when we talked to you in in uh, in last summer, I didn't even know that they were anything that you guys had on the market. Whenever uh, you started seeing these things popping out on people, uh, the, they came with waiter pants. When did you get yours? Yeah. I got them with, with the waiters, but when, what I'm saying is when we talked to them in the summer, I didn't know that they had the waiter pants. Now, Jeff, I don't need the waiters, but I could have used some of those pants because I would see Andy wearing them around the lodge sometime. I was like, where'd you get And every time, I'm like, where'd you get those pants at? And he'd tell me, I was like, God dang, boy, they done hooked you up good. You should have told me. I, I, I know a guy that can get you some pants. All right. Screw him. I All don't right. need the waiters, though, because I'm not going to be hunting anymore. <clears throat> and he's definitely, if he does hunt, I get to wear the waiters. So that yeah. that's usually how that works. Um, I got invited to go to Arkansas on a timber hunt this year. A guy at a very exclusive, exclusive club 
mailed me, emailed me, called me, told me I could go. They were flying out of Dallas on a private plane, invited me to go, and I couldn't go because we were busy. But the first thing I thought of is there ain't no way I'm going where I got to wear some fucking waders. That shit ain't happening. Jeff, you gotta you gotta wear these. They're they're they're. Great. I'm sure they're comfortable, but I'm not sitting. I'm not I'm not gonna sit in waist deep water and hunt. They're perfect. They're perfect that's for too that. damn cold. That's, that's what these. No, they're built for this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. How I, I'll tell you, Jeff. <laughs> I'm not one of those guys. I I'll be honest. I get cold. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I got a vest on and a quarter zip in the office. I'm I I get cold. I don't care what anybody says about me. Y'all can write that on my headstone. <laughs> but I wore those waiter pants all season. And when it got to the end of the season, when we were starting to freeze up and it was really cold, I added that Merino base layer with them and I was fine. And for me not to be cold and complaining is a pretty big thing. So see there, Jeff, you can keep warm. Just don't don't be a little don't be. A, but that's the first thing I thought vagina. of. I didn't think about flying in a private jet, getting to go to a big fancy resort and all the good stuff. I was thinking, fuck, that's gonna be miserable having to wear waders the whole time sitting in the boat. Well, I'm glad you boat. get invited to these things. I didn't get to go because it's during hunting season. Yeah, but you still got invited. How much? Man, I want just to get on the plane and just to eat at the lodge. You could have faked a stomach virus and not <laughs> had. <enough. laughs> I just we can't. I can't leave this place. This place don't run when I'm not here. Am I right, Andy? That is true. So, I mean, I, from September 1st to January 30th, now I've got some free time. I did get invited on a really nice quail hunt this last weekend, and it was busy, and I couldn't go. But during – He's just getting all the invites. I, 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 yeah. stay here. I could stay here and put podcasts together. I do want to go to Argentina or Paraguay or somewhere and go on with them hunts before I die. That's one thing I would like to do. I'd like to go stay down with them nice lodges. I think that would be really cool. I need to get Ramsey Russell to take me somewhere. Yeah, just phone him up. Um, the, is, so the, the Turkey Federation, the convention is what? Four days, five days, four days. Well, it's there. They have something going the entire week. The actual, the part that, that we want everybody to come to, that we want the public to come to the selling on the convention floor is like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday now. So it runs three days and it, it runs all day though. It's like from nine to seven and it's. 8.30 to 6, and then 8.30 to 6. So, I mean, you've got plenty of time to get in there and see everything. But then they also they have their meetings, and they have uh, fundraising, and they have their auctions and all that. They kind of go along with it. So they stretch it out into a full six days of if you're a diehard turkey or NWDF person, there's something to do. Uh, but the public coming and shopping is three days long. Six days is a long time. It's a long time, yeah. It, you know, you're, but I mean, you know, it, it's there at Opryland and you bite the bullet and you, you pay to stay at that hotel and you check. It's like being on a cruise ship. You check in, you just don't, you don't leave. You don't go outside for a week. <laughs> so. I can remember doing those hunting shows and you walk in, sun's coming up and then you walk out and it's dark. You're like, what? Yeah. Fuck, there's no clocks. It's like being in Vegas. There's no clocks. Mm-hmm. There's no windows. It's just like this time warp, and then you walk outside, yeah. and it's basically the next day. So the the, the shows that get is it at the Gaylord? Is that where the, at the yeah at the Gaylord at the Opryland uh, uh, Gaylord Opryland Convention Center, and uh, you know just like you said, you're you're there all day. You're on your feet. You're standing up. You're talking to people and chipper and happy, and you're eating uh, a, a box of chicken nuggets every day for lunch that you shelled out at the convention center for, and but it's fun. You know, you're there with people that you like. You have a lot of stuff in common with, and a lot of things to talk about. So the 
that yeah. is one of the this is one of the few I call it a hunting show, but it, it's really not a hunting show, but it is. But this is one of the ones that's going to survive this because hunting shows are going to the wayside pretty fast. Um, I think the the show in Vegas, the shot show, is there because it's a place to put product in. They and said I, that was terrible this year. Really? Oh, Dallas, bad, bad, bad. Dallas Safari Club is going to be around. And I think the one in Reno is probably going to make it. But the other hunting shows are just about toast. But this one here is going to make it forever because it's very unique and it's it's a one-time it's a one, it's once a deal. One-time deal. <clears throat> yeah, and it's timed perfect. You know, it's middle of February. Everybody's – you've had time to – you know, maybe not full-time guys, but most people have had time to shut down, clean their stuff up, put it up, stop thinking about it for about a week, and then you're like, oh, man, I miss hunting season. I'm going to go to convention. Yeah. So, I mean – they have a really good time. So. Are there outfitters there selling turkey hunts too? Oh, man, you can't sling a dead cat and not hit an outfitter there. <laughs> what, what's a booth run there? Oh, man, let's see. I think that like a 10, I think it starts at like a 10 by 10 booth will run you 800 to to $1,000 and then it just kind of that's shields from there. Yeah, if you go 10 by 20, yeah, basically just do the math. You're going to multiply it. That, that, Double as you go. That's cheaper than the fucking shows in Texas. They've gouged the crap out of everybody the last couple of years, and it's limited. And, well, we don't do shows anymore, but that's very that's cheap. And but the, I guess the opera. I'm, I'm assuming the Gaylord probably runs about four hundred a night. Yeah, I mean the boot space. At the end of the day, the boot space is the cheapest thing yeah. you're gonna do. Yeah. Those chicken nuggets gonna run you about twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah. A bottle of water. I gave my. I, it was funny. I gave my daughter. She was there. I said, "Hey, we go get everybody some water," and I gave her like 40 bucks and as typical fashion i got no change <laughs> and i called her out on it and she's like how about you do the math it's seven dollars a bottle you ain't got no change so. <laughs> matter of fact you owe me two dollars dad yeah, yeah. the uh <clears throat> that's the way it was with us we used to do the trophy hunters in fort worth which was a great show from 1985 till the last couple of years but the last couple of years we'd go there, Tom, we stayed at the Omni across the street, and we had a booth, yeah. and we all went out and ate. We spent 3500 to $5,000. Well, hell, we're better mm -hmm. off to – we go on a vacation now as a family and can rent a house somewhere and fly somewhere, and we might spend $2,000 more, but we're going to spend five, six days with family doing things we like to do other than sitting in a booth buying $20 box of chicken nuggets. Yep. So We're going to do another one. We're going to come to Dallas in April. Um April 8th, 9th, and 10th, and do the DU Outdoor Festival. I'm going to be there. You need to go there, Jeff. I'm going yeah. to be. You can't go. I know. I said you need to go there. We've scheduled turkey hunts that weekend, or Andy will be there. But I'm going to be I'm going to be there that weekend. So I'm, I'm going to come look you up. It's a hell of every sponsor we have is just about there, I think. Yeah, we're going. It's, it's a big time. I went last year. Uh, we kind of just looked around, walked around, spent some time there. But uh, we'll, we'll be there with Shan. We'll have the trailer and tents and product for everybody to see and touch and feel and all that. I really like the concept of your booth, kind of the locker room, the locker setup. That was a really neat, uh, that was a nice touch that you had there. I'll have to, I'm going to give credit to a guy here in Memphis that owns a lumber yard. Um, he, I had this idea for building a locker room, you know, building it, make it look like a, uh, you know, like your lodge and hunting room and all that. And uh, he had bought some waiters from us. So I had his number mm -hmm. and I called him and said, Hey, this is my idea. I, I went to my wife's Pinterest page and <laughs> found a picture of what I wanted. 
I don't want anybody to know I have Pinterest. I, I've got and, a Pinterest, and I've probably got the same pins done. It's called it's called my mudroom my mudroom yeah. goals. So I, I I went to see him on like Tuesday, and I said, "This is what I'm thinking. I need six of them. I need a couple tables. Blah 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 blah." He's like, "All right, uh, call me Friday, and we'll talk about it again." I was like, "Okay." And on like Friday morning, like ten thirty or eleven, he called me and he said, "Hey, I'm in your parking lot. I've got your booth." Ooh. And uh, went outside and opened the door, and he had exactly what we had at NWTF. I mean, it's just just good as could be. That's, I mean, that that's what's really cool in doing all this. You you put a product out there, a customer buys it, you kind of make that relationship, and as you go, it, it's great. He was he was awesome to me. For that. Yeah, and there's no telling with lumber prices what it is. There ain't no telling what that fucker cost to make. Well, not only that, but all of his, you know, this, now we're getting into the Chip and Joanna Gaines, because this was like reclaimed. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Aged out. He's like, this is hot out. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah, it was, whoever did it, I mean, it was beautiful. It was top notch and uh, kudos, because it, it kind of, it was perfect for what you guys were doing. I yeah. mean, it really, it really, really was. So tell us about the new colors. What, what, uh, what can we expect for 2022 season? So 2022, so we'll have the Mossy Oak Bottomland, which is what was our main color that we put out last year, the bulk of everything. That'll still be kind of number one. We're going to go back to uh, kind of everybody's roots and do the Mossy Oak Original Bottomland pattern. Uh, we're doing that in a waiter. Then we're doing, we're following up our olive color with a color called shadow. And it's, it's nearly a black. It's a super dark gray. Um, and the cool thing about it, there's something to it. You can see some pictures on social and, and in the email and whatnot that goes out. Depending on where you are, whether you're in a blind or hiding behind a tree or out in full sun, that thing absorbs color around it and changes Really? It's really cool. I put my kids in that, and when they would get behind a tree or when they would get out in different places, they really would disappear. And I was like, huh, that's that's pretty cool. So, so where did you come up with this idea? Uh, honestly, man, we stumbled across Shadow by pure accident. So as you can imagine, when you're building a product line and when you're when you're sampling and when you're doing different stuff, you're just eating yardage up. Mm-hmm. So if you if you went and bought a hundred yards of bottomland to build your samples with, about 10, 15 samples later, you're out of material. Right. So we were burning through material and my material supplier had this color and I was in desperate need to make some sizing changes two years ago and they made it. And we took that and kind of looked at it. When I first saw it, I was like, I'm never wearing that. Yeah. Well, I had to build some size samples out of it, so I had to put some people in it. And we started getting these pictures back of people in blinds and in the woods. I'm like, man, that shadow looks really cool. That is a good pattern. And then we got a ton of positive feedback from some on, some from social media pictures that got out there. Uh, so... You know, we just had this discussion about what color we're going to do. And it, everybody kept coming back to shadow. It kept coming back. It would get brought up and get brought up. So we, that's what we did for the color for this year. Is that one. 
because the thing that I saw, it, it was it's kind of geared toward the guy that hunts in like big timber to be able to mm-hmm. get behind, get behind get the, the tree, shadow. get in the shadow of it. But you say even in a blind, it just kind of it kind of morphs to the color of, of of the surroundings, and you blend in nicely. Yeah, I had a I had a, a solid argument with a guy that said it's green. That's green because <laughs> he was looking at a picture of a person wearing it in the corner of a blind, and the blind was really green, and there was sun coming in. He's like, it's green. I was like, okay, but I'm telling you, what color? It, it's not. It it's dark gray. I, I I made it. And he's like, well, you're wrong. I was like, okay, but you're wrong. <laughs> so when this, uh, when this gets out via social media, how do you handle that? Are you kind of like, fuck, I wasn't ready to release this. Or are you just kind of like, well, it's out there now. So we might as well just roll with it. Yeah, no, it's out there now. So you might as well just roll with it. Honestly. And, and you know, we're not, we're not really pushing them, mm-hmm. but we're telling people, you know, we're offering you the ability to do a pre-sale. If you want to call in and get them, call in and get them. You know, it's not, you know, you're not trying to hold back this secret and take it and, you know, ride it to a certain day and then release it. Uh, we're, you know, I, when we launched, I probably shouldn't tell the story, but when we launched, sales were just going out and going out and going out. And we sold out of a, it was a unique size. You know, it was one of the smaller sizes and it was in a solid color. And we sold out of it pretty quick. And this guy somehow found me on Instagram and sent me a message that was not very nice mm-hmm. <laughs> because we had sold out of his size. And, you know, part of me, the business side of me is like, well, you know, I can only make so many and I've got to use the math to divide these sizes up. We sold it. We sold it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But then the other side of me, like it really kind of bothered me that somebody wanted that product so bad and then they couldn't get it. So, you know, you kind of balance the personal with the, with the business side of it and going into this year, we said, you know what, let's just do some pre-sales, let people get them, make sure they get it. I didn't want anybody not to get something that they wanted. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> last year you had said that solid colors, you had, you had kind of under underestimated how popular the solid colors would be. Are they still, is that still holding true? Like they're still very, very popular in, in what you guys are forecasting for this year? Yes, sir. It's crazy. Those, uh, you know, but one thing that, that happens with the solid color, and I guess you, you kind of underestimate that waterfowlers, they, they like to match mm-hmm. I'll, I'll that way. The days of, of our granddads and our dads just wearing whatever they had, those are kind of over. Waterfowlers, they love to match head to toe. So, you know, when they've been buying other people in the industry's products for a while in certain colors, the solid gives them the opportunity to wear another camo pattern or right. something that they already own with the waiter. So probably underestimated that going into it, tried to make up for it a lot this year. Uh, and have a you know three times as many solid colors as we did the first time. And, I wonder what that is because I've noticed that like more people, more, more waterfowl hunters are taking pride in how they go out into the field every day than I ever remember before. It, it's a rich boy sport now. Well, it goes beyond. I don't know that, that, it, don't know that it's that. I, I just think that people, you know, they they want to be comfortable and they want to wear stuff that they like and they you know they find a pattern they they just 
they just want to be happy out there doing it. So you, you boys are y'all are young. How old are you, Jeff? I'm 47. Yeah, you're not young, young, but <laughs> Andy's young, young, and all these young guys today are all about the look. They want to look good in the parking lot. They want to look good at the boat ramp. They want to look good in the store wearing the stuff. But there's people something my obviously age, there. People my age and older, we didn't have a lot of choices. Oh. You had three camo patterns. You had army green. You had my favorite pattern of all times. It's not as practical as what we have now is the old Ducks Unlimited pattern that they had back in the day. What's that? The oh, that Bob Allen pattern? Yes, the Bob Allen. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. I was going to say that, but nobody knows who Bob Allen is anymore. But, yeah, that pattern right there, that's a cool – well, that's because you're 47. You're, a little, <laughs> you're getting a little gray also. Andy, don't know who Bob Allen, do you? Uh -uh. See? I can only think of, is it like the Marsh? It's like them shoes, the that I, those those extra tough boots that I wear, the, the, the camo oh, ones. the old that, school. The old school, yeah, old school. Yeah, but it had it had the DU head in it. Yes. It said on them all kind of scattered out. It had Bob Allen's yep. uh, the B. gold barrel logo in yep. it. That's right. So who was Bob Allen? Was he uh, Miss was, Allen's son. I don't no know shit. who Bob Allen well, was. Well, God damn. He was a shooter. He was a competitive shooter, and he launched – as you should name it after yourself. Yep. Launched a product line, the Bob Allen <laughs> product line, and he sold a bunch of shooting stuff. And uh, you know, it was pretty popular. Yeah, all the Orvis boys wore them. Yeah. See, they were the first ones to be color ensembled and coordinated. And see, now it's all these young guys. Andy's aging younger. They think they a flat bill hat. Andy's aging younger. Good. What fucking hat and vest color are you wearing? Don't get on me about matching, about looking good. I got an old man. You're wearing a green hat and a green vest. You telling me and green pants? You're you tried to color gray. You tried to color coordinate today. Well, it's yeah. fine. It's okay that you want to look good. I'm not bashing you. I wasn't going hunting though. I had court today. I had to look Jeff, presentable. I can't, I, I, I can't. Hey, man, I wore a green vest and a black shirt, and my daughter said I look like a, uh, a one of those little green army men. <laughs> I am wearing your vest, the green vest. I have a blue and green. It's got green in plaid it. Ralph Lauren polo shirt. Give a plug out to my boy Ralph. Yeah, he needs it. I've got a green Boston Scully Irishman hat on. And I've you got, tried to match. I mean, there's no shame in it, Jeff. Well, yeah, it's okay. but I'm not going hunting. I'm just saying today's people, there's more, there's, you have more, you had bigger, there's stuff that matches. Back in the old day, that all they had was plaid to wear. And then they and had. He, he could be, he could be pre-gaming for, uh, for St. Patrick's Day. He so, could be. When is but, that? That's March, March 17th. 17th. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff and his green beer. All I'm saying is, is that it's interesting now that people are are thinking about what they're going to go hunting in and how they're going to look. That's all I was saying. Yes, but they have more options. Back then, in the day, you wore a barn coat and a plaid shirt. And then Stanfield jumped all over me. Well, you millennials, that's but, the way y'all do things. To be honest with Why you. Why are you wearing old plaid and stuff now? So you're trying to go back to the old days. I'm just, because I, I take pride in how I look out in the field. That's what I'm saying. All my guys this year had on plaid and shin gear vest. Um, it was a common, just like I'm wearing right now. But I, I could not. I don't think I could. I don't think that I could mismatch camo. I, 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 I'm, in, I'm in that. I can't do it. Nope. But in your bottom lands, I got your bottom land waders, and I just wear flannel, and it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're great. You're good to go. So see, there you go. Um, are you? I will say this for uh, because it. it it's for some of your guys out there too. We are going, but one thing I always forget, I forgot to do it. 
uh, we're going to add some uh, habitat to the line. So that mossy oak habitat, that field pattern, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a few pair of those too. Mossy oak. Hold on. I got to, I got to pull up a picture of this. Mossy oak, what? Habitat. habitat. Mossy oak habitat. Um, how, is it a pain in the ass to get, oh yeah, that does look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great field pattern. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be, uh, that'll be very popular. Um, what made you want to do the, the old school, uh, bottom land and that, that's a new one, isn't it? Or that's a new one. Yeah. That's a new pattern for this year. Uh, you just able to get your hands on it. That kind of tugs at, uh, you know, heartstrings. That's when I was coming of age and getting to, I think like the first hunting coat that I bought a Columbia widgeon in the early nineties was in that original pattern. So it, you know, that's just kind of been a favorite for life, uh, and it's really popular now, and it really looks good. And in the way that printing of camouflage has come along, and the way that we're doing it through that digital print process, mm-hmm. the colors kind of go back to how it looked when it came out originally. Uh, so we wanted to add that one. I'm going to ask you something that's technical in business because I'm just curious about this. When you when you use mossy oaks patterns. Do you have to pay? You have to pay them a, a fee to for to use their trademark camo. Is that how that works? Yeah, I mean that you know that that's how it works. They they created the patterns and then they license out to uh, you know partners that they want to work with and all that. And I mean that, that's how they earn their money. That's but they're not. They don't actually sell a mossy oak. They're just selling you the right to use their camo on your stuff. Correct. Yeah, they, you know, you, you buy the, you buy the film or the process or whatever, you buy it from them and then apply it to your fabrics or whatever you're doing. I met Toxie. That's the guy's name that owns it, right? That's right. I ate dinner dinner at his place in Mississippi one time. He's an interesting fella. Yeah, he is. Real nice guy. I like Toxie. What, uh... Do they have the right to tell you no, or can can you just can anybody buy the? No, rights? no, 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 no. They, you you've got to, you know, you got to go into it with something unique and different. You've got to kind of form that relationship to to have the right to use their product. They're not they don't just give it to anybody and everybody else. So out you there. can't just buy it. And, no, and do no, it. No. They vet they no, vet you a, and. Yeah, and then once you get on the other side of it, there is a whole vetting process of uh, before you even go to production. They've got to approve the print. the The print mill's got to approve it. They've got to approve it. You've got to, you know, it's a it's complicated. It doesn't just happen. You just don't go into Joanne Fabrics and say, "I'll take those right there and walk out." So as a new company, how do you kind of position yourself to, uh, you know, to where they like you? I mean, if you don't, do you have product that you can show them like here, this is what we want to do with your camouflage on it? That's right. So kind of going into the the whole thing of developing it, you kind of develop it in those solid colors. And, you know, we, we had something unique and different too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you went to them with just the same thing that everybody else has, there's no reason for them to do something else. So, you, you know, we, we had something different. We had something unique in the waiter and the way we were going to do it uh, that was different. And it made it easier to license to us to work with. And they're great guys. I mean, we, we have a really good relationship with them. 
Are you shitting your pants going into that meeting? I would be. Like, as a new company, like, oh, dear God, please let yeah. them like what I've got. Yeah, I mean, because, and, you know, not everybody in the world, not every brand, I mean, look it up. Spend time looking if you wanted to. There is very, very, very few brands that have one pattern. Right. So we have one pattern supplier and one pattern. So you talk about putting all your eggs in one basket. You talk about everything that a business school and consultants would tell you not to do. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Launch during a pandemic. Yeah. Put all your eggs in one basket with one product and one pattern. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, but you got a good product and it's unique and nobody else has it. And that's a big thing. And you're in a huge niche market. Waterfowl guys, the, the call companies prove that all the time. Because every time I hear about a new call company, I'm like, how in the hell these guys get? I mean, how many calls do you have to, do someone have to have? And then you go to a hunting show and you see them sell 60 calls, five different guys. And you're like, people buy a lot of freaking duck calls. They do. People you, buy a lot of duck calls. You know, you can, only, you can only own so many deer rifles and deer feeders. But you can own a shitload of waterfowl stuff. I've been to Texas, man. People own more than one deer feeder. No, no, no. They, <laughs> they, they do. There's no doubt. They buy. New. But waterfowl hunters have to have the new stuff every year. Yeah. I know some outfitters that completely buy all brand new decoys every year. I'm like, why do you do If you can't get three, four years or five years out of a decoy spread, something's wrong with you. That seems a little crazy, but. They do. I they're, teach they're, their own, man. Yeah, they're guys that do that. And there's guys that. I'll have guides come in here, and there'll be a new call come out. And Every guide here will have bought it in two different colors some years. I'm like, God dang. But most of them are young, and that's what they spend their money on. And that's what yeah. the call manufacturers like. I like your I like your solid colors. I think that's the way to go anyways. And that's that sure is nice to be able to do that without having to worry about a licensing agreement with anybody. Yeah, it, it, it makes it a little bit better. Yeah, I could see where it would. So your jackets, what are they going to come in all the all the colors that the waiters come in the shadow and the green? Yeah, not the the jackets. We're not going to do those in shadow. We're going to do them in uh, all the camo colors. Um, so we'll do them in the uh, Mossy Bottomland, the original Bottomland, the Habitat, uh, the vest we do in some of the solid colors, uh, but not doing the coats in the shadow. You know. I, I'm confident and after speaking and working with everybody on how shadow is going to do in the waiter and all that, but I really, because I wasn't that way with jackets. With the jacket. Uh, so that makes sense. Popular. Yeah. Um, and are those going to be available for pre-order here coming up or what are we going to do with the jackets? So the jackets and stuff, you know, being new and all that, we really haven't done pre-orders on them. I think that we'll be supplied well enough that we can kind of launch them mid-summer around that same July time frame that we launched the waiters last year and meet everybody's wants and demands. Um, the pre-sales, we kind of just been keeping those to the waiters and, uh, you know, really just giving people a chance that weren't able to get them before or want a different color this year, the opportunity to buy them early. You're doing everything the right way. I mean, you know, you, 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 you had a product, you made it as good as you could make it. And, um, you know, I, I think your reputa reputation is going to uh, carry on into the future. And now, you know, you're, you're creating that brand loyalty that uh, they, you know, they teach you that in business school, I'm pretty sure. Brand loyalty yeah. and, uh, you know, 
uh, get people excited about your product, and you know, you guys have have mastered that. That's for that's for certain. Well, man, we're you know, honestly, we're trying to we, and it's not just you don't just care about the the Instagram influencers or the people that are spending big money. You know, we we have a thing on on the way. There's a lot of people that. There's a there's a way you can buy these waiters online through the website where you can literally finance them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use a firm and you can buy them that way. So people that, you know, I, I don't care if you're a tractor mechanic from rural Arkansas or if your dad owns a Fortune 500 company and you bought waiters. Every single person that's in a shin waiter, we're going to take care of them. And we're pl- very proud that they bought a waiter. So... And the thank you card is a nice touch, too. I mean, that kind of reaches out and, you know, hey, nobody does. I mean, we appreciate your business. We appreciate you, uh, you know, buying these waiters and we appreciate you coming on board like that. Those little things go a long way. It was was a fun year. It was a fun launch. Throwing in the waiter pants for everybody that bought them the first year. You know, handwriting a thank you note, throwing it in the box and sending them out. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of late nights, all late re- nights writing thank you notes and trying not to repeat the thank you note that you just wrote, <laughs> you know, trying to make each one of them unique to that person. Uh, but man, it was worth every bit of effort. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you're a, you're a, you're selling a lot of products, but everybody that buys your product, they get, uh, you know, a little, a little personalized note and that's, that goes a long way. You just bought a brand new Ford pickup. Did they give you a note? They did not. See? That's what I'm saying. You get better customer service with waiters than you do a damn Ford pickup. That's right. Um, So we're looking mid to late July for the jacket. People can, uh, if they want to pre-order waiters, they can do that, I'm assuming, now through the website. Yeah, we'll we'll sneak you in there and, you know, don't tell your buddy. But, yeah, we'll we'll take care of anybody that wants to do a pre-order on a waiter right now and uh, get the order in there. And, you know, if if you're – an 11 XL and you want bottom land, I probably ship it to you today. Uh, it's just kind of all the rest of the sizes that we, uh, we'll, we'll start shipping those early summer when we get everything in and all that. So I'm going to, I'm going to switch this up just a minute. Cause I'm looking, I'm at your website right now. T-shirts. I have some of your t-shirts. Very comfortable. I wear them a lot. Very, very comfortable. Have you had a, have you noticed a problem with getting caps and stuff? How hard it is to get caps and stuff. Yeah. It is a pain um, in the be. I ordered caps last year in June and July, and I got them in the end of January almost was when I got them in. And then I had another big order, and I'm like, I don't need them now. I, I mean, my yeah. season's over. But, man, I'll be glad when the supply chains get back to normal if they ever do. Yeah, they. we kind of worry about that every day. I have some, uh, like, the people that clear my product when it comes in, importers and whatever, like, every day. They're probably sick of me asking you know, I'm, I'm asking them to predict the future. <laughs> hey, what's going to happen? What's going to happen in March when this is ready to come over? What should I do? Should I do? They're like, please stop calling. But, <laughs> I mean, no, nobody knows. No one knows what's going to happen. But um, I think that it. I think it got a little bit better, and you know, it's getting a little bit better each day as it goes along. But who knows? It's it's been a crazy, crazy time. Yeah, and I mean. You know, hats off to guys like you that are that are you know doing your best to keep inventory up and launching during the pandemic was it's tough, but 
Yeah. You're through it now. So, or shit. Yeah, we're through it. We're launched. We're out there. We're, so you're out there now. Well, very good. Um that's all I you got anything else for him, Jeff, before we let him go sell some more waiters? Jeff, I appreciate very much you being teamed up with us. Uh you got great product, yeah. great guy. We're proud of being connected with you guys. And if there's anything we can do for you, please let us know. We'd love to have you come out and see us someday. And I yes, will sir. I will see you April 8th, 9th, and 10th, and I'll let you buy me a $10 beer while we're there. I will gladly do it. I've enjoyed knowing y'all. I, I really appreciate this. Man, and anybody that's, that you see that has shin waders or bought shin waders, I would greatly appreciate that. And we'll, we'll take care of anybody. So if anybody does give you a hard time or cause you a gray hair, you give them my cell phone and I'll promise you i'll take care of it. i promise i'm not going to do that but i will make sure they get a hold of you i haven't had no problems at all and every day we have a full lodge and every day someone in here is wearing some shin so i appreciate it and i look forward to seeing you in dallas hopefully i can all kill right. my turkeys early enough and maybe i can get get out there one day come on Andy. he's gonna let you out of there at least one day I, jeff decided not, to, jeff decided to book me up for turkey hunting when i'd done the turkey hunts those days i did not realize it was that because last year it was in we were in michigan when it happened last year was it in june or july yeah, I think it, was in june. it was late june and yes. everybody was everybody was melting out there on that racetrack and they said hey we're gonna do it in april and i said y'all know that's turkey season y'all ever heard of me yeah you know? <laughs> Yeah, I would have never thought they have it that weekend. And then Squad Fest now is in the middle of July. And last year it was in June. It was in June, and now it's going to be hotter than hell there too. So I'm going to I'm gonna be at both places, but I will come by, shake your hand, and look forward to seeing you and visit with you. Me too. I'm looking forward to seeing you. If there's anything, like Jeff said, if there's anything we can do for you, just let us know. And uh, good luck. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. You bet. Bye. Jeff Jones, shingear.com. Great company, great product. Absolutely changing the waiter game. Just like Boss did with the ammo. Exactly changing the game. So if you if if you waterfowl hunt and you don't have shin gear yet, you will before it's over. It is an investment. You know? It's uh-huh. not uh, not a quick fix or anything like that. It's an investment. You want to keep the boys dry and warm? That's what you need to do. Anyways, we appreciate Rap Sheet reports he stayed in the Packers building for a few days after the season. Aaron Rodgers says on Pat McAfee, his meeting with the front office was much different than they have been in the past, in a positive way. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Packer next year. Did you see the big rumor mill today on the trade? Russell Wilson to the Philadelphia Eagles for two first-round picks and Jalen Hurts. I think that's a win-win for both teams, Hmm. both franchises. Why would they do that? Who? Seattle? Philly. Philly, because Jalen Hurts is not it. Russell Wilson. So why would Russell Wilson is it? But why would Seattle take because of the picks? Two first round picks and Jalen Hurts on a rookie contract. No, yeah, I mean that would make sense. I mean, it makes sense for both teams. Russell Wilson's 35, 36 years older. Right. I think thirty two, thirty. I don't know how old he is, but he's on his way out. Yes. Anyways, he's yep. got a couple of years left. Philly's in that window. They get Russell Wilson. They got a really good football team. They made the playoffs this year. I, th- I think they're in the NFC. They got to beat Dallas NFC Cowboys. Least. Dallas Cowboys are not very good. I just who's their receiver? They've got that kid that won the Heisman, that Devonte Smith. They've mm-hmm. got the kid from Jalen Rager from uh, TCU that's been unhealthy, and they've got uh, Goddard. They got <laughs> Dallas Goddard, a really good tight end, mm-hmm. and they got a good running back in uh, he's so good Miles Sanders. Yeah, he's hurt a lot. Well, but I mean, they've got the they, and they've got a good defense. I mean, quarterback makes a year. difference. Quarterback don't make a difference. Who won the Super Bowl this year? 
That old saying, he's yeah. got to have a good quarterback to win the they Super Bowl. They were there two years well, ago, so De- let's, let's De- calm down. Detroit had that great quarterback and didn't even win a playoff game. So, is it Matthew Stafford or is it the defense? You know, I think you were saying this. Uh, Cincinnati, or the Ohio area, had major viewers for the and, Super Bowl. And Detroit. And Detroit. L.A. wasn't even like a top ten nope. city. And we argued about this one day, and I said the difference was the Cincinnati, the, the defense. And you kind of argued with me. 22, no, the last, yes, you did. 22 last dropbacks. Oh, Joe yeah. Burrow, he was sacked seven times. Yeah. And I think he was pressured like 13 yes. times. If Odell Beckham plays in that game, they win by 20 points. No, I don't think so. I, I think I think Vegas had it dialed in. They knew Odell Beckham was going to tear no, his no, knee no, up. No, they knew, they knew the outcome of the score, three points. Well, It was, what, four and a half? Vegas knows, baby. Yeah. All right. But why, I mean, you just think about it. How many people took... The Rams in four and a half. They get 10%. They don't give two shits about any of that other they, stuff. They, they care, Jeff. Vegas yeah. fixed it. Mattress Mac or whatever is down in Houston. Three points. I think he put uh, $1.5 or $4.5 million on Cincinnati in the points. So he won. Uh, if the line was four and a half, he did, yes. I think it was four and a half. Yeah. I think it closed at four. Yeah, that's what so he three. So he, he won. So anyways. All right, I appreciate everyone listening to us. Thank you very much. Have a great week. Don't forget to go to Ducks at Texas Motor Speedway, April 8th, 9th, and 10th. Uh, look for the fat guy with the hot wife. You got five weeks. Yep, I'll be there. See you, bye. Bye, everybody. Go check out Shin Gear Waiters. Uh, best waiters you'll ever put on. I can promise you that. Check out Dive Bomb Industries, Boss Shot Shells, Pacific Calls, Dirty Duck Coffee, Alpha Outdoors, Lucky Duck, Dirt, I think I already said Dirty Duck Coffee, Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, Gun Dog Outdoors, Steak Plains Meats, and Stanfield Hunt Outfitters. 